Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer, that's right, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the house of hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, him and I talk to MLW World Heavyweight Champion before his big main event, Tonight at Never Say Never, Jacob Fatu joins us. Also, the hardcore legend, WWE Hall of Famer himself, the one and only Mick Foley, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Big fan of his work, man. Big fan of his family. Another Samoan dynasty guy. He's just off the charts. Super talented. What's up, Jacob? And speaking of the devil... Your MLW World Heavyweight Champion, Jacob Fatu, joins us here on Busted Open. Busted Open! <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? Sandy, man, how are you? Man, excited to have you on here on Busted Open. Big night tonight, big show, Never Say Never, MLW Fusion tonight at 7 p.m. And, of course, that yeah. main event match for your World Heavyweight Championship. How excited are you? about what's taking place tonight for MLW. Man, it's going down. I got a Samoan barbecue block party going on right now. It's 8 o'clock out here on the West Coast. It's happening. I'm very, very excited. Uh, ever since the restart, this is uh, one of the uh, this is one of the main matches I've been looking forward to. So it's great. It's good. And you know what? Besides, you know, uh, just to get off that note, I'm kind of upset, man. I've just seen an interview that you had did, and I remember you specifically said, Man, I wonder when the next time I'm going to see a head like that with mine. So I went to Costco. I, I went to go get a, a, a cutout of your head, man, but it wasn't ready uh, uh, last night. So, unfortunately, I'm so sorry about that. But next time, I'll have it ready and I'll have it hanging right here. In oh, the man, JF, see, this is why – let me tell you something. You know what? Yeah. Let me say on a personal note, let's get it all out of the way. Jacob Fatu, you know I'm a huge fan of yours. You know, M- MLW is some is, is a company that I've been touting a lot on the air. But, Tommy, and you know this, and, of course, Tommy decides to eat when? When we have a guest on the air, which is just unbelievable, and I can't believe how unprofessional Tommy Dreamer is. Oh, oh man, he, he, he's just keeping it real, baby, like he always does. We have the world heavyweight champion on the air, and that's when Tommy Dreamer decides to snack. But, anyway, put that you aside. You didn't ask the question yet. I'm I, talking I, I, a full mouth of protein yeah. bar right now. You respect the champ when the champ is on the air. You got to have respect for the champion. But seriously, Jacob Fatu is one of one of my favorites. He's must-watch TV every single Wednesday night. Again, MLW Fusion on YouTube and also BN Sports. And listen, Jacob, you have done a wonderful job, really, to me, kind of being the glue that's held MLW together. Not just now, but wow. even in the time where MLW was not be able to have programming on because of the pandemic. How tough was that for you? Because there was so much buzz around you, so much momentum with you, and then everything was cut short 
because of this pandemic? Oh man, it was it was it was really tough. You know, I mean, not even just uh, throughout the um, uh, not even I'm sorry, not even just throughout the uh, when, when we had stopped, but it was tough. I, I mean. I'm one in the very few million people around the world, you know, when the pandemic had actually, you know, made an effect in their life. But uh, mm-hmm. when MLW did come back for the restart, I mean, it was, it, you know, this is therapy for a lot of us. So, you know, uh, not only the big surprises and the names that they were bringing in, you know, but um, w- when the restart had happened, it was it, it was therapy, but it was more like uh, go time, though. And, man, a lot of us haven't been in the ring for a while, but when we got that call, we were all fresh. We were ready to go. And even though there was no crowd, man, I mean, you you know, you, they've been airing it since November. I mean, we've yeah. been working in wrestling, you know, like there was like 3,000 people inside that building. So it, it, it was real good. It's been great. It's been good. And, uh, man, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for the future and what MLW uh, has to offer, you know, within the next uh, uh, throughout the rest of the years. Jacob, man, you you look lean as can be. Yeah. You look like a clean cut baby face. What the hell are you doing? I laid off the mayonnaise, man. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. That's your gimmick. You can't lay off the mayonnaise. You 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 know who was very upset when they see me a couple of days ago, and they was like, "Come on, bro." I seen Willie Mack, and he he was for sure <laughs> upset that I you know that I kind of you know what I'm saying like lost a uh, 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 lost a little bit. So you know, but thank you. I appreciate that. You look great. I mean, your work is fine. And Dave, you say I don't respect the champ. Do you know in the annals of the history book, if House of Hardcore never runs another show, the last yeah. winner of a, of my company will be his name, Jacob Fatu. The appreciate last winner. That. My main event right there against Willie Mack. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Wow, man. See, it's, it's crazy how everything uh, come, uh, comes together. And by the way, man, I appreciate uh, all the stories that, you know, when we went out to eat at Denny's the, uh, the, uh, right after the show. I appreciate That's for another those, time, man. not on the air. Let's move okay, forward. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> right on, big dog. <laughs> so, Jacob, let's get let's get into the match tonight. I mean, uh, Calvin Tankman, I mean, you talk about size. Uh, this guy's got size, you know, and – when you look at those two big dudes just getting in the ring, getting it on, that's what I think what we're going to see in this main event tonight for MLW. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, man, it's, it, it's, uh, you know, he, something that, uh, you know, uh, what I said uh, a couple of days ago, Calvin Tankman, it, it just shows you, you know, it, it, this is his year. This is breakout year. I mean, he's yeah. been all over, but, you know, when he came to MLW too, I'm going to keep it real. You know, you feel some type of way, okay? They're bringing in this cat. Am I doing something wrong or whoopie whoop? But, man, uh, he's been putting in work, man. Uh, you see the dedication in him. Uh, you see the heart. You see his work ethic. And, uh, you know, tonight is going to be more of a emotion, uh, just a lot of fight. But, uh, you know, also not just uh, a show that we're just working just to promote or anything. No, uh, the, the – this match is meaningful, like to me and him as well, especially to him. But uh, I'm very excited. But um, it's, it's going to be gritty. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be a lot of things you guys have not seen me do before. And uh, it's, it's going to be great, man. It, it, I mean, we're on busted open radio this morning, baby. Come on, man. How can y'all not be excited about tonight? West Coast fired up. We got to get. You know what? I'm making a decision right now. We got to get Jacob uh, on our our WrestleMania party for next weekend. We're having a party. How would we have a party without Jacob Fatu at the bar? Are you available yeah, well, next you, week? We got to have man, you know what? this well, virtual well, well, party. Well, well, little do you know, man, I'm at, you guys are actually uh, for sure interviewing me right now for next weekend. 
<laughs> so I'm ready. It, it no, we like got, I got a part. All the tools, baby. But I got I got to say this, Jacob Fatu, because we're having our virtual party next Sunday from one to three Eastern time. Right? We're gonna okay. have a big virtual party. If we're gonna have you come to the virtual party, the one thing you do, because everybody, you know, when you're coming to going to a party, everybody's got to bring something, right, to the party. Yeah. I mean, you have a party, got to bring a little food, got to bring some drink. I know you're watching your weight, and I know you've cut it out. But could you bring the mayonnaise to the party next weekend? Could you bring the mayonnaise? Oh, you know what? And we're not just bringing a regular size. We're going to Costco, and we're going to get the bulky size because it's going down at the party, baby. So absolutely, yes. Now I'm going to bring some pizza, too, with it. <laughs> the last uh, the last virtual party, I did uh, eat mayonnaise straight from the, oh the tube, God. and everyone got upset with me. Yeah, he was doing shots of mayonnaise. Oh uh, virtual party. He was literally taking <laughs> shots of mayonnaise. Yeah, <laughs> and not only up. that, it's not like you scooped it, you take you headed out the tube. <laughs> <laughs> you I think that's why, why everybody was upset. You know, you can hear his stupid. arteries hardening during the show. <laughs> like that's how bad it was, Jacob. Yeah. I just get my I load my my heart punch and I restart it. Bam! I'm right back. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, today yeah, is uh, the anniversary of WrestleMania one, the first one ever. And you know, when we talk about big men, it's Andre versus Big John Studd and the big man matchup. <laughs> the business has changed so much. And for our listeners, I'm telling you, Jacob Fatu is this next level in-ring talent where I see a guy. What's your heaviest you've been? The heaviest I've been, oh man, for sure was uh two two twenty eight. No, I'm sorry, three twenty eight to be exact. Yeah, I was gonna say two twenty eight. You were like in eighth grade. Yeah, um, <laughs> and here he is doing moon salts. Here he is coming yep. off the top rope, a big man battle like you're gonna have tonight with these two powerhouses. You're, I'm looking forward to it because I know I'm gonna see things that big guys don't normally do, and it's no longer Absolutely. the lumbering big guys it's these two guys killing it almost like your cruiserweights the way you guys go at it but you're i mean again at your what are you now like 275 yeah oh yes i am I, exactly exactly yes i am i actually uh yeah i weighed myself yesterday to see where i was at so yes i am at 275 See, i can tell you this guy just knows man you know you know everything Tommy. Tommy's super intelligent. I'm so glad, Jacob, you know, and, and of course, Jacob Fatu beat uh, Filthy Tom Lawler to become the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. Jacob Fatu, a much better face of the company than Filthy Tom Lawler. I mean, Tom Lawler's got the, the cauliflower ear. Not a handsome man. So I'm so glad that, Jacob, that you're the face of MLW wrestling right now. I appreciate that. And you know what, man? Shout out to Filthy Island and them because, man, them boys been going crazy doing their thing lately, nuts. too. So shout out to Tom Lawler and the boys, man. Talk about this environment with MLW. Uh, you know, Court Bauer, I think, has done a great job of uh, assembling some some great pro wrestling talent. Like, how do you feel? Because, listen, Jacob, be honest here. Like, a lot of people on this show have called your name out with – a lot of other companies, obviously some family going on within the WWE. But how do you feel yeah. to make w, uh, MLW your home? Well, you know what? It feels great. And you know what? Not even just what Court's, uh, uh, not even just what Court has done, 
um, you know, just with uh, MLW, you know, in my personal life as well, you know, shout out to him and MSL. So, you know, they've really mm -hmm. been taking care of me and looking out for me, you know, uh, throughout the pandemic. So, you know, then that's just on a side note. But, um, man, bro, it's it's been good. Uh, I, I, I've been excited for what he's done. Like I said, you know, he had Devon Eric, he had Parkinson's, you know, all the names that he's coming in, bringing in yep. ACAs, TJP, you got me, you got Devon Eric. So, I mean, it's it's good, man. It's excited, and um, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. Uh, this is exactly what I had planned, um, you know, because I wanted to be ready. I wanted to be seasoned, but not only that, I, I'm also one of those people that love to build. You know, uh, it's just like raising kids, man. You know, like you, you got to prepare them. You know, you got to be there. But I, I wanted I wanted to be a part of some uh, uh, that was great. And uh, like I said, when I first touched down in Philly and MLW. Uh, a couple years ago, and I seen the setup. I seen the professional. I seen, matter of fact, I seen uh, 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 Tommy Jamie was there for the first time, and you know, felt real great for him to come up. But um, uh, you know, to tell me like, "Hey, kid, good job, man. You got over, and it's hard to do over here." I mean, it's I'm just blessed because I, I know there was a lot of young cats my age that would kill to be in my position. But uh, man, I, I I definitely wanted to be part of MLW uh, uh, for where it's going and uh, for what it's got in the future. Not only that. My uncle Maga and Samu and cousin Lance and my other uncles as well. They have all wrestled for MLW. So man, this is uh I'm just happy to be here, man. This is exactly where I wanted to be, you know, uh, you know, before everything takes off. So I mean hell, it's taking off right now. So really, you know. I wouldn't mind seeing at the head of the table one day because I just think yeah. that's your right your rightful place is at the head of the table. Just throwing that out there, maybe for future reference well, check, you 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 know what well, check, okay so it's like a wedding right <laughs> you got all these tables and these families all in one room so that's uh -huh. basically what's going on right now we all in the same room you know we just got different tables right now okay you know, but we're like definitely that. in the same room right now hey have you uh seen the young rock yes yes wow. i for sure thought that was i put a secret in there i mean those characters are dead on like each other brother Dude, you know, I said the same thing. I was like, how the hell do they find someone who looks just like Alpha? Yeah, you <laughs> no, no, no. How the hell did they find someone that looked like Sika? <laughs> but you know what? And I'm glad you brought that up. It feels so good. I mean, I'm just seeing uh, uh, a lot of the Polynesian uh, community and everybody. It feels so good to hear some more music on the national stage. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm getting, the older I get, I get emotional, man. But it felt good. It felt really, really good. It felt good to hear them speak our language um, the proper way. You know, it's not like they're speaking broken Samoan English, but it felt good. It's just real good, man. I'm, shout out to The Rock, man. We're so happy. The Polynesian community is happy. Samoans, Tigans, Fijians. It felt good, man, last night watching the episode or a couple of nights watching the episode and just to hear um, some more music that my parents listened to when we were younger played yeah. on NBC. And I mean, it, it don't get no better than that. So it's, it, it's very humbling. It's very great for me, but uh, I'm, I'm very, I'm really, really enjoying the thing. I was just really tripping out how they got people to look like uh, Alpha and Seeker, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm Listen, man, I know I've been so close to so many people in your family and it truly is a family and the wrestling world knows about it. And, and I could, Absolutely. I really appreciate you saying all that stuff for your heritage and all that stuff, because I've always said, I, I never met a Simone. I never liked, I, I get along with everybody and it's just, just like, Oh, you know, this guy, then you're my boy. And just like yeah. that, like that connection. And just to see that on that level and just to see, I mean, you could see it in this broadcast about how proud you are to have that. And 
because I always knew that the culture like was always about family. Oh, absolutely. And like how, you know, even like what Roman Reigns talks about is like, you know, feeding the family or Rodney, Yokozuna, that documentary talking about, you know, all the stuff that he did for his family. And absolutely. Every time, like when I would be around, they're like, you got to come to our barbecue, man. You fit right in. And just, yeah. you know, so I, I'm really, it's cool to see that. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? On the shoot note, when they do talk about taking care of the family, and I mean, and until now with Roman, I mean, you know, there, there's been times when I needed help and, you know, the Uso, I mean, they, they really look out no matter how crazy these guys schedule is or or how crazy you know they're on the road man i was one thing i could say about roman and and and, and the twins uh right now you know for shoot when the family really does need them they ain't nothing but a phone call away they might not pick up but i guarantee you they'll definitely be there when you need them so shout out to roman man and and and, and uh the usos man i love them but cats and I, and I, I gl- I'm really happy, Jacob, that you said that your career has already taken off because it really has, man. Like like Tommy yeah. said, for somebody your size to be able to do what you're able to do inside that ring, it's simply phenomenal. I can't wait for this matchup tonight again, yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern Time, YouTube, uh, Never Say Never, MLW Fusion. If you if you don't catch it on YouTube, it's also on BN Sports as well. And if you're not watching, you need to start watching. And I think the best way, if you haven't watched, is to start watching tonight. Um, and MLW does a fantastic job. Jacob just said, too, not only Jacob Fatu, but Filthy Tom Waller, the Von Ericks, you know, low-key, so much great talent that's involved in this company. And if you don't know, now you know by listening to Busted Open. Jacob, always phenomenal having you. I'm sticking you to – we are going to call you about our WrestleMania party. You need to bring the mayonnaise from Costco, but we're definitely calling you to be a part of it because you can't have a party without a world heavyweight champion, and you are definitely the MLW world heavyweight champion. Good luck tonight. Congratulations on everything, and we'll talk soon. I appreciate that, man. Shout out to Busted Open Radio. Thank you all for having me, man. Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Murray. You may know me as host of the SiriusXM Blitz on SiriusXM NFL Radio. Here now to introduce you to my new podcast, Going Long. Every week, I'll talk to big names both in and out of the world of sports, Hall of Famers, actors, actresses, comedians, broadcasters, maybe even some chefs. We'll discuss their lives, their successes, their failures, and of course, the one thing that connects all of them, a passion for sports. So join me every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, and Apple Podcast for Going Long. Breaking news in the world to bust it open. As we know, WrestleMania 37 is coming up on April 10th and 11th. But Marissa, I know we have big plans from WrestleMania weekend. So we bring in our boss, Mother Marissa. So Marissa, what are we doing WrestleMania weekend? The nation wants to know. I know the nation is very anxious. Thanks for having me today. Gabby actually just reminded me the other day that the last time I was here to make an announcement, it was to announce that WrestleMania was canceled last year. Yes. Um, so I'm very happy to be here on a more positive uh, terms, I think, Dave. Yes, I'm very, very excited. I thought it was when you fired Alex Metz from the show. Uh, but no, it was uh, th- though good decision on, uh, on that. But no, I'm glad that we finally have something positive to talk about. So, yes, I'm really looking forward to this announcement. Yes. So uh, Busted Open Nation, we will be having our annual Busted Open WrestleMania party on Sunday, April 11th from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. Free, 
open to the public and virtual on Zoom. One day we will be back doing live remote events. I cannot wait. But for now, this is the best we can do. We're inviting everyone. You can go and pre-register right now, right this very second at SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. And you will get an email. You can submit questions. You know, the same old be, uh, spiel for SummerSlam, our party, our holiday party. Uh, we've been crushing these things. So why not keep it going? Yeah, I'm, and, and thank you, uh, Mother Marissa, for making that announcement. I'm glad that we have something going for WrestleMania weekend. And I love our virtual events with the nation. And as Marissa just said, go to SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. You want to pre-register because if you pre-register, you can ask some questions that we can use for the WrestleMania broadcast. And we want to break records. You know, we we did a phenomenal job with our holiday virtual party. We did a, an amazing job with our SummerSlam virtual party. So I'm really looking forward to doing this and having this for the nation. And and Mother Mercy, I hope that this is our last virtual party, you know, we're going to have. Because I'm hoping the next time we have a party, it's going to be in front of a live audience. So... This is going to be history because it could be our final virtual party ever. Well, yeah. And I mean, look, at the end of the day, once we are able to do a remote event, it's going to be the biggest event we've ever done. It's going to make our 10 year anniversary party look like, you know, a a terrible time, you know, and we had tons of people there. I mean, and you said breaking records. I believe we probably have the record for the sports department in terms of virtual events. But that's why I want you to pre-register. If you don't want to ask a question, fine. Pre-register now. We can start beating our chest and telling everyone how great the Busted Open Nation is starting today. So I I just want to get everyone out there. And look, it's free and it's easy. You you click a button. I mean, how easy is that? It's very, very easy. And again, go to SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. Our virtual party is going to be Sunday, April 11th, sandwiched between the two nights of WrestleMania this year from 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time on Zoom. So you can do it. From home in your pajamas, you know, you can have a couple of daddy sodas. You don't have to worry about driving anywhere because you're going to be at home. So let's party with the Busted Open Nation once again for WrestleMania. So I'm really looking forward. And Mother Marissa, thank you for giving us this platform and letting us do this on Sunday. And again, Sunday's the one day that we're not live except for WrestleMania week. So now we're going to be live Monday through Sunday that week. And then Sunday afternoon from 1 to 3 Eastern time via Zoom. And Dave, I just wanted to let you know, you know, Thunder Rosa, I know she's been tweeting about. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I know, no, no. You don't get the talk, Mother Marissa, when it comes to this subject. Because I saw your tweet yesterday and you were actually egging her on, welcoming her, and that you would actually listen to her and what no. she had to say. That, uh, That's not did I read it wrong? Did I read that I wrong? said I'm a Dave LaGreca loyalist. Didn't you didn't you read the first part of the tweet? I'm yeah, the a Dave first LaGreca part, loyalist. But what about the second part? That doesn't erase the second part. Well, I'm always open to new talents, of course. I mean, she's a she's a very talented woman. Can we not all agree on this? She is talented. I don't have beef with her. She's talented in the ring. Let's keep it at that. Okay? Okay. Listen, You'll Dave, fight to the you know death you're my number job. one. That's right. I'm, 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 I almost had a heart attack on the air yesterday. I ripped my, my, one of my favorite pro wrestling t-shirts, my Bruiser Brody t-shirt. And then, you're then I threw it in the garbage. I threw it in the garbage. And then after the garbage men come and pick it up, I get all these tweets about people wanting to buy it after the fact. Dave, you don't need another ulcer. You need to take it down a notch. All right. You're, you're not getting any younger here. You got to take well, it. Well, when my boss is telling Thunder Rosa, who hates me, that she's willing to listen to her, 
that, that that's an issue. That's a problem. Well, listen, I said I'm a David Greco loyalist. I'm doing a WrestleMania, vir- WrestleMania virtual event for you, for the Busted Open Nation, for Tommy Dreamer, for everyone else. So don't be too mad at me. I just hope Thunder Rosa doesn't show up for the virtual party. I was going to say, we got to have Thunder Rosa. We got to have Thunder Rosa. Are you going to be there, Tommy? Oof. Uh, Well, as you know, sometimes I pay attention. I don't pay attention. I was just trying to think in my head. (laughs) uh, That day, I have now the busted open party from one to three. Hardcore justice to like three to like six. And, oh, I'm in Alaska at the same time as all of this is going on and flying home. So it's going to be rough. This is going to be a rough one. All right. Well, you just said something that's big, Tommy, and the fact that you're going to be wrestling in Alaska WrestleMania weekend. That's historic for a couple of different reasons, correct? Well, for me, yeah. And uh, it'll be the last state that I will have ever wrestled in. So I'll hit all 50. I've wrestled in every providence in canada and i wrestled in 142 countries so wow uh, my my retirement tour is uh could be officially set because i've done a lot of things that i wanted to do so yeah it's my last state and uh, it's gonna be me versus sammy callahan and me versus shane douglas two different nights i'm only there for like one technically two days i land it's like friday i wrestle friday i wrestle saturday and then i fly home saturday night hopefully to make this busted open party. Well, at some point we'll have to check in with you, but thank you, Mother Marissa. I appreciate this. I can't wait. Again, April 11th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time via Zoom. It's free of charge. We're not charging anybody to be a part of it. It's free. So just register now. How do you do that? Well, it's simple. Go to SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania and register now. And I want everybody to do it early because – me and Mother Marissa want to shove it in everyone's face about how good our numbers are because, we, as you know, we get disrespected because we're the pro wrestling show. Mother Marissa's the best boss. She doesn't get the respect she deserves. So everybody needs to go and register now so we just shove it right in their fucking faces. We go really love, we yeah, really we really love to, to shove this. things in people's just, faces, Dave. Love it. just it's shove our it favorite right thing. Face. It's a revenge like party. Shove, I like it. Like I'm yes. going to shove my fist down Thunder Rose's throat on May the 1st. At Mission Pro Wrestling. Go to SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. Once again, right now, do it now. SiriusXM.com slash WrestleMania. Be a part of our virtual WrestleMania party for free April 11th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Hopefully, we'll get Tommy to check in with us. Mother Marissa will check in. Myself, Mark Henry, Bully Ray. We're going to have games. We're going to have special guests. So, it's going to be awesome. Thank you, Mother Marissa. Thanks, guys. All right. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. That's a big announcement, Tommy. I mean, it's a big announcement that you're going to be wrestling in Alaska, the last state that you haven't wrestled in. And, of course, our historic, hopefully for the last time, virtual WrestleMania party on April 11th. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films... To talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. The one and only Mick Foley. Mick, how are you this morning? Good morning to you. 
Uh, yes, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on to commemorate a couple of big events in my life. I really appreciate it. And think about that, Mick. I mean, it sounds crazy, but, you know, that Monday Night Raw, April 1st, 1996, 25 years ago today. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, it's a great milestone. And, uh, I mean, I remember just hating that mask, you know, just calling my wife even after, uh, you know, I'd come out and uh, attacked Undertaker. And, uh, you know, a lot of indications where it went well. All I was concerned about, it was so hard, difficult to breathe in that mask. And I was like, I hate it. Maybe I could just do three months and convince Mr. McMahon to let me be Cactus Jack. And then it turned out, you know, having that mask and really embodying that character was the best thing that could happen to me. And if Mick, if you really think about it, how you are a true pioneer, a true innovator, you wore this uncomfortable mask, but got over with it. And now in the world of the pandemic, we're all wearing masks and uncomfortable, <laughs> but you were successful at it. Think of that again, another Mick Foley, great thing that he has done for the world. There you go. Yeah, there you go. True pioneer. <laughs> but you know, you're right. Like something that, you never know in the world of pro wrestling what fans are going to be attracted to and what they're not going to be attracted to. And you never know what moment is really going to stick in their minds as the years go by. And you had such a long career before reaching the WWF and, of course, having such great success. I mean, you were a rock star when you were with the WWF. I, I remember going to you know bookends in Ridgewood, New Jersey to get a copy of your book and an autograph, and there's you know thousands of people <laughs> that are waiting online to meet you. How surreal was it when you went? It's, it didn't happen overnight, but when you became that star in the WWE. Wow, yeah, yeah, bookends. I love bookends. Uh, I don't know if there was multiple thousands. I would say there'd be a thousand people at some of those yeah, sites. When you're waiting know, online outside, it felt like about five. It seems like, you know, like we was, <laughs> the, my dad was kind enough to send me an article about a book tour that no one showed up for. And I was it, the first one out of the, you know, the pipe with a you know, wrestling memoir. There have been a couple others with smaller publishers, but as far as a WWE book, I was the first one. And so I show up at the, you know, the Virgin Megastore in New York City prepared for the worst. And I see this massive line. I, what the heck is going on here? And they, they said, that's for you. That's my, uh, uh, my publicist doing Drew McIntyre's book. Jennifer Robinson is her name. And uh, she was like, they're here to see you. It was crazy. I never anticipated that. I didn't anticipate the success of the book either. Um, but yeah, you never know. Uh, going back to the debut of Mankind, uh, you know, I remember, you know, among a lot of fans, like that was, was going to be like the death knell to my career portraying this character. It turned out to worked out pretty good for me. You know, I remember that time you, you know, from the WCW to then ECW and you're this legendary figure already in your career as Cactus Jack and you come in and you were, and you said it, you were out of your comfort zone. And sometimes when you get out of your comfort zone, greatness emerges for a lot of people. And you were definitely one of them. But I just remember the the whole, like, who was responsible for your promos? Like in the, just you, did you have creative input? Like the whole rocking back and forth and pulling your hair and sitting in these like weird spaces and the music, it was just such a great mix. Well, the music was Jim Johnson. Uh, the initial promos, um, 
you know, were, were given to me by Vince Russo, the ones in the dungeon. And then I altered them to what I thought the character should be. And then I was really lucky that during the same time when a guy like Vader had six or seven different people telling him to do different things to where he couldn't do what he did well, people kind of left me alone. And I think that had a lot to do. I have never, you know, had this on firm ground, but I believe the undertaker just enjoyed that rivalry and he saw it was working. And I was, you know, I was picking up things as I went. I did not want to be Cactus Jack in a mask. I think that would have been the easy way out. And so, uh, you know, little things like the pulling of the hair, you know, uh, to express frustration. And later when I became a baby face, <laughs> hit a couple big moves, sit, rock, pull out my hair. And now I'm up. I think I would float into the air. And now I come up and, uh, you know, I'm on my way for my, my comeback. So I really, I really enjoyed it. I really embraced it. And uh, it went from being something that was really distant to me and very uncomfortable to something that, you know, fit like a glove. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and it's going to tie into a, another question as well, uh, is the relationship you have with your fans. Like, you've always seemed to have such a close relationship with, with the fans. And whether it's being able to emotionally connect with them, with the books, the tours that you've had, the spoken word tours that you've had, or, or what you've been able to do in the ring. Talk about that special relationship that you have with your fans. Yeah, I, man, I don't. It didn't become obvious to me how great that relationship was until I was out of wrestling. Because when I was lucky enough to be part of that huge wave with the Attitude Era, you know, there were a lot of big names. Um, it wasn't until years went by and I saw that I was, the fans are still supporting me in the different projects I did that I realized I'd made a connection. I think especially with the Latter-day Mankind character and especially with people who did not feel like they fit in, uh, that weren't the cool guys that, uh, the, the, you know, the Attitude Era Raw was being uh, programmed for. I just thought there's a lot more of me than there are of them, meaning nerds versus cool guys. And so I did things that were like the idea of someone saying please or thank you when everyone seemingly wanted to be some version of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I, uh, yeah, I just, it seemed like I really connected with people and, uh, and that has helped, uh, helped me for the last, uh, I've been out now for 21 years from full-time wow. wrestling. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really been nice. And we were talking during the break about this cameo thing. Yep. Uh, the idea that, you know, not only are people, uh, paying for messages, but oftentimes they're paying for their children to get messages. Uh, and, uh, it's, and what's really interesting is a lot of the people who ask for cameos, for example, are, are women. And I remember uh, being denied, uh, you know, the view didn't want me because they said I didn't appeal to women. And I was like, I think I do. I just don't think they think I'm hot. Like, I think you're belittling women when you think the only person they would be uh, you know, into as a wrestler is somebody who's, you know, physically hot. Tommy, feel free to disagree with me about my hotness there. If you want, I said the first thing you came on, this is the most normal I've ever seen you look. You look like a, a young, big, sexy. You're like a, a medium, sexy. <laughs> you shaved your beard. You got your hair. Perfect. Uh, I mean, <laughs> homemade, homemade. It's a homemade haircut too. Uh, I shaved off the big beard. I did my work as uh, one of Santa's helpers. And uh, yeah, for the foreseeable future, 
I believe we're going to go back to the old uh, goatee with the natural jet black color. Is any man in his mid fifties should be sporting? <laughs> I wear two ponytails and have a mullet right now, so I wish I could do something with my beard. Uh, I don't know what I want to do with it. It seems a little rough to me. I don't know if you can help me out with that. Ah, you, I think you need a quality product, like a good, great beard balm or beard oil. Is that Any what you use to keep that so, so nice? As a matter of fact, I do. I have my... Uh, <laughs> so myth- Mythical Beards uh, has these uh, great oils. Uh, it was uh, There were two independent wrestlers, uh, the Savage Gentleman and Lady Frost, who were, uh, you know, uh, integral in bringing these uh, mythical beard scents about. So I tried them, and as a fan, I liked them. You know, the guy sent me about five different things, a little sampler pack. And so I sent a tweet out, really liked uh, their their scents. They weren't overpowering like some some beard oils can be. And I said, you ever thought about doing like a – you know, something uh, with a peppermint to it. Is that really like a peppermint beard bomb is one I really like. And uh, so he put together a great scent. As I, I mean, he was, he, uh, I had more peppermint. Like it was like a two to one vanilla. Uh, There's a little hit of vanilla in there. We need more peppermint. So he would send me three to one, 3.5. And finally we got to a four to one ratio. I was like, that's the one. <laughs> so, <laughs> So we just needed a, a cool name that fit in with the uh, mythical bl- brand. And I was like, it just came to me like in a vision full Yeti. <laughs> so, I love it. When I said it to my wife, she's like, what is it? That's a dumb name. I was like, well, do you know what a Yeti is? She didn't. I was like, wow, that would explain it. So it's part fully part Yeti. And when you <laughs> spell it out now, I've got the oil. So you can't see the label as well, but the tin that I sent Tommy, uh, because of the placing of the E and the Y, it looks like Foley, like to the mind. And I, I love it. So I'm, uh, uh, you know, it's a small, it's a small business. Uh, it's a, a, Andrew and his wife uh, make the, make the oils and the bombs and the butters. And, uh, and I'm, you know, so I'm in on it a little bit and uh, I really believe in it. I really like it. I use it every day. And we're changing the name from Frosty Vanilla Mint. You ready for this, Tommy? Yes. Dave? Arctic Slam. Ooh. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, don't yeah. go with Frosty. That's already been taken. But <laughs> The All Arctic right, so Slam, yeah. I like it. And All anything right. with butter is good, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is great because your beard has never looked better, like Tommy just said. So I know these oils and butters and and these bombs that you've been using is definitely showing right now as I look at your beard. Well, just get rid of the it would have been nice to have had that epic beard. Um, but uh, you know what? And this brings me to my I swear, one of the nice things about one of the nice things about this pandemic is if there are nice things about the pandemic. But I'm not on the road, so I'm not plugging things on, uh, on social media very rarely. So uh, for this to be my plugomania is actually pretty rare. But uh, we were talking about the, the beauty of cameos and how they've been uh, life-changing uh, experiences for all of us. And uh, I felt like the same way I did in, in 2018 when I did the uh, 20 Years of Hell tour, that I should look more like people remember me looking. And since Cameo has become kind of my way of making a living now, I'm like, you know what? I think I need to look more like I did 
uh, without the hair. I can't grow the hair anymore because it just grows up and not down. And then I have to use the words. It's not a perm at least once a day. <laughs> and so I, I've given up on the hair, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the goatee for the next few years. And as far as my uh, Santa volunteer work, I can get the job done with a theatrical beard. Like the guy, you know, the ones in the movie, the guys in the movies wear. Well, I mean, with Cameo, we had, uh, I did a Cameo. And again, this is talk with your connection with people. And it's always because you've been very down to earth, but different. And when I say different, we're all different being wrestling fans. And, but you've always had that connection that like in a world of WWE superstars, I picture people can feel like hanging out with Mick Foley as opposed to hanging out with the undertaker. And with Cameo, like we had a person call on the air the, it was a, a guy's wife was sick and offer uh, words of encouragement to him from his friend and his wife passed away and he called the show on en route to her funeral yeah. and was able to laugh at me and Dave. And I started crying, of course, on the air. And it was just a connection that you have with people. And it's a, it's a way to, what you know i know how you are i know how i am where it's we realize our lives like we are fans that were blessed to cross over the guardrail and when you able to have that message and, and just share a bit of hope or a bit of like what vin said put smiles on people's faces it's it's what you do yeah yeah and the so you know when i got involved it was uh, may 20th would be my first year one year anniversary of the cameo. I went from having six months of bookings. I was going to be on the road for 56 straight days doing the one man show conventions, you name it. And then when it became obvious this coronavirus was nothing to fool around with, and I made the call to uh, cancel, cancel everything. And now I've got nothing, nothing is scheduled for the foreseeable future. And I've been given a couple of uh, chances to do the cameo. I didn't really want, I did something for after two weeks of the pandemic where I did a thousand free video messages. I felt like I was, uh, I felt like I was doing something special. Um, so I gave cameo a try and, uh, and I was like, wow, like this fulfills that performing Jones we all have. And then you get the feedback you know, you're not getting it immediately from the, the, the fans you do in a, in a wrestling show or a one-man show, but you get these messages back. And uh, I take a lot of pride in the fact that people will go, oh, above and beyond. Because I see some of the guys in the business, and they just basically – I know we're all technically phoning it in, but uh, some of the guys – and there's nothing wrong with doing the same video for each person, but I just I – I, I, I try to will myself – to, to like I shave, make, I get all ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. I want to make you happy. Like, I want this to make your day, and uh, I want you to refer to back to it. And so, I'm really, uh, I'm really grateful. And to commemorate 25 years, right before I went to the show, I dropped my price 25. dollars It dropped it by 25 dollars for the next 25 hours. So I think. Uh, all right. Let's. Awesome. What kind of pull you have here with the show, yours, Lebreca? Let's see if there's some immediate pickup with Foley cameos. All right, so go to cameo.com right now. Mick Foley is now dropping the price 
for nation members here to, to commemorate 25 years and also 2,500 five-star ratings on Cameo for McFoley. That's how great these Cameos are. So take advantage of it right now. Go to Cameo.com and get a very special message from McFoley. Don't embarrass me because Mick just called it out. Let's see what kind of pull the nation has. So go to Cameo.com. I don't see the media within 10 minutes. Dave, if I don't see at least two or three people specifically saying heard you on Busted Open, oh brother, brother, this 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 last appearance will be my last appearance. <laughs> call back Nick. to my uh, Sting's last birthday will be Sting's last birthday. <laughs> Jack is Jack, nineteen ninety one. Mick, uh, speaking of which, I had to ask you this because I see this meme on social media and I literally could watch it on a loop all the time. Paul Orndorff whipping you into the guardrails and you then hit the other guardrail and gracefully pirouette over and slam <laughs> to the floor. Please tell me how this happened. Well, you know, yeah, it is pretty mesmerizing, right? So uh, Hurricane Helms said, I've been watching this for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Dude, I seriously, I watch it all the time. It's mesmerizing. I could watch it and like go to sleep. It's like counting sheep. I count the Foley rotation. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I was blessed with, as were you, is that we're not gymnasts. We don't look like gymnasts. The stuff we do doesn't look gymnastic. So that when we take bumps, they don't look like Routine, you know, they, it doesn't look like a routine. It looks like it's something different. And I appreciate you saying graceful. And uh, I know that one of the bumps I used to take, you know, when uh, in, in arenas, I was blessed when I was breaking in and started taking some of the wilder bumps. I didn't start taking them until a couple of years in that I would often have several rows of empty chairs. So if somebody shot me into a guardrail, I could do some version of a, handspring over the guardrail and get a little distance and hopefully take out some chairs because I like that. I like the idea of taking out chairs. And uh, we just had a situation there, the way the, the guardrails were, where I was going to see if I could clear two guardrails. And uh, I probably couldn't do it again if I had, I, well, I can't do it anymore. I probably even then couldn't have done it that perfectly if you gave me a hundred tries. I had no idea that it looked that majestic when I did it, but I just knew when Paul shot me in, I was going to go for broke and see if I couldn't clear both those guardrails. Oh, so that was planned and that was awesome. Uh, for, <laughs> I mean, he stopped me in and it's like one of those split second things. Right. I don't think it was something we talked over. It was Paul was not a guy I like to talk a lot of stuff over. He was a action and reaction guy. And I think when he shot me in, it's just that flash in your mind. Um, that I call the Foley instantaneous risk reward ratio analysis, and I thought, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to clear both those guardrails because probably when he shot me and he thought I was going to take you know, take it with my back. Uh, still, one of my pet peeves, Tommy. Guys taking the shoulder into the stairs, and I'm like, I have yet to see a single wrestler take a shoulder into the turnbuckle when they're whipped in, and I just think that the natural body reaction would be turn. to hit it. Yeah. To turn or to hit it or, you know, when I would hit it hard frontwards still, and I know it gets a pop, but it's just that, you know, I just, I'm a stickler for details like that. And unless you're taking a shoulder into the turnbuckle, when someone whips you in, I don't believe guys should be taking a shoulder. It's just me, just me putting it out there. Pet peeve. So I just, uh, I tried to hit it hard and uh, 
and I was successful that day. And to tell you about that Foley uh, mind of his, when he was helping me become hardcore on ECW, we were tagging against Raven and maybe Sandman. And we're in this high school and I see these bleachers and I know Mick Foley is famous for the bleacher role. And as we're on the same team where I'm like, I bet you I could beat you down the bleachers on a bleacher role. And he gets like this glow about him. He's like, yeah. So here are the two baby faces in a crowd full of people. And all we want to do is get to the bleachers so we can roll down them and see who beats the other person. You know, it was the American dream of put that in my mind. Uh, we're at the Gainesville, Georgia Mountain Center in Gainesville, Georgia. And they had this, uh, the side of the venue, they had like four, four flights of stairs all going down in a perfect you know, order. And, uh, and Dusty gets as far away looking as I goes, I remember wrestling Harley Race in the Tampa Armor and I give Harley a punch and Harley said, oh, he, he took his bump all the way down those stairs and he looks at me and goes, now I'm not saying I want you to do that. And I, and I, and I paused about a, a second. I said, dream, I think I can do that. And it wasn't until I was about halfway home, you know, I'm aching from taking that big bump where it dawned on me, like, he knew I was going to say that. Like, he put that idea in my head. And I just liked it because uh, the secret, if you want to, you know, there's going to be a secret, is you just go yeah. as hard and as fast as you can. Because if you're going slow, it's like, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. But if you're going fast, boom, 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 and you gather some momentum, not saying it's not going to hurt you, but it does. But it's, again, referring to the instantaneous Foley risk-reward ratio analysis. <laughs> Big pop. Minor. Yeah, mild to moderate uh, payment for it. Hey, Dave and Tommy, if I could, since we're talking about the 25th anniversary, Tommy, you were the guy I was working with feuding with an ECW when I got the call that I would be going to WWE. And that's when the WCW, remember the, yes. <laughs> I was getting the heat for the fans by, uh, by continually complimenting WCW because that was the place where you had had the offer. You had turned it down. And in the, in the, I think it was in the Kane Dewey promo, you know, I was going to deliver you to Eric Bischoff. You were going to, you're going to put on those green suspenders and welcome, you know, go into the welcoming arms of WCW. But as soon as I got the call from WWE and, you know, fans knew I was heading, we shifted all that heat to uh, uh, WWE. So we uh, had the, instead of the ECF and W shirt, we had the WWF and shirt. WWF <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the exact promos because I do remember the Eric Bischoff promos more so than I do the WWF and F promos. But uh, yeah, I shifted the heat, and uh, our fans at that time uh, feigned hatred for WWF. Uh, I think I went on record as saying if Undertaker were to show up here. Yeah, there was <laughs> every person in the place would be down on their knees, genuflecting in front of him. So don't pretend you actually hate WWF and F. My favorite was the Faces of Fear shirt, and then you, I refuse to hate you, but then you reveal the Eric Bischoff shirt, and now I must kill you. What a horrible baby face I am. <laughs> I posted that when Eric was uh, not uh, announced as an inductee in the Hall of Fame. I saw a shirt from that match we had. 
with the forgive me uncle eric airbrush t-shirt and i posted that man that you know you had to work hard to get heat with the fans you had to think outside the box because if you were just a vicious heel they would eat that up and love you for it if you put them down they would love you for it if i put you down without some of the other variants they would they would like me for it so yeah i had to think outside the box and praise the people that they deep down condemned uh, Mick, we only have about two minutes ag- again. Um, I, we, we're going to put it up on our social media account as well, uh, Cameo.com. Mick Foley having a special on Cameo to commemorate not only 25 years since his debut with the WWF slash WWE, but also you know 2,500 five-star reviews for Mick on Cameo. And also, of course, you know the, the butter and the beard, uh, beard oil as well. But Mick, you know, you and I have, have, have something in common. And it's not just our, our love for music. And I always, I have the poster up here on my wall, but October 4th, 2018, uh, Alice Cooper was of all the hundreds of concerts I've gone to. That was the best concert I've ever been to because I'm standing next to Mick Foley on the side of the stage for Alice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's a dream come true. So that's obviously the greatest concert I've ever been to, but also we have something in common because you and I both remarked highly about the match that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had on AEW dynamite. Yeah. And then that got the ire of you from Britt Baker and her promo. And and somehow I'm going to have a match with Thunder Rosa, May the 1st, in Mission Pro Wrestling. I, I mean, it's unbelievable how you show respect for wrestlers, and all of a sudden they have nothing but disdain for you after making those comments. Uh, I, I think just the fact that uh, I think it's a compliment. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it did catch me by surprise. Because the easy route is to say thank you it means a lot coming from you, and that's awesome when you hear that. But for someone to incorporate that into their promo in a meaningful way, it was it was really cool. And I'd never met Thunder Rose as far as I know, but after that match aired, you know, I shared several DMs, and she was really, you know, she's very grateful that I, I enjoyed the match so much, and I did. And Britt Baker is going to fix these bottom teeth eventually when it's safe to. Uh, uh, the top ones I'll keep uh, missing. Those bottom ones were the work of the Undertaker at the cell match. So that'll be a historic life changer. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.